Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. I love summer. Beach outings win over park outings for me every time. And most children love to splash about in the water. But Royal Lifesaving Australia have a warning for parents, particularly parents of toddlers. Nearly 50% of the drowning deaths of children under five in Australia are one-year-old toddlers. And Royal Lifesaving want to change this statistic fast. Alison Mahoney is the National Manager of Research and Policy at Royal Lifesaving Australia. Hi, Alison. How are you? Well, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. How... And why are toddlers in this particular age bracket drowning? Yeah, so Royal Lifesaving has run a Keep Watch program for the last 25 years. And historically, we've focused on that under five demographic. So children between the ages of zero and four, we know they're at the highest risk of drowning. What's been different recently, we've really drilled into those figures and we've focused specifically on one-year-old children. And that's because when we looked through the data by single year of age, we saw a massive spike in one-year-olds. In fact, the risk tripled once a child had their first birthday. So that's what we're really talking about here. It's all around asking parents to keep watch and be really mindful of water safety once your child turns one. Children obviously start walking at different ages and crawling at different ages. Um, do you know? Do you know if that's related to that age bracket that by one most children are walking? That's certainly our suspicion. So whether it's crawling or walking, increasingly once a child is mobile, we know they're curious and they're really eager to explore their surroundings. Parents will know exactly what it's like. But at that age, that's when the backyard pool in particular becomes a much greater hazard. So in this age group, 60% of those deaths occur in the backyard swimming pool. It's the top location for drowning in children. Which is incredible because there's been so much work done around fencing. But obviously fencing isn't keeping them out. What, what's the story there? So it's a combination of strategies and fencing does make a really big difference. States right around the country have improved fencing legislation and we know that that's worked. So since 2002, drowning deaths in in under fives have actually decreased by 55%. Which is huge. It's absolutely huge. It's a significant achievement. And what it shows us is that progress is possible. We're on the right track. We just need to keep going. There's a lot more work to be done. These drownings are preventable. We want to bring it down to zero. But of course, with your with your backyard pool fence, it's all around checking the gate in particular. Gates need to close and lock automatically. Okay. You were saying that there are a number of things we can do to try and prevent this high rate of drowning deaths. Fences is one. Uh, is there anything else around the pool that we need to be aware of that can help stop these drowning deaths? So when you're thinking about your backyard pool fence, other than checking that it's in good working order and the gate in particular is is functional, never prop the gate open. We unfortunately see cases of toddlers drowning because the gate's been deliberately propped open, whether that's to allow easy access for adults or even sometimes pets, we see that happening. Um, And of course, children, some children we know are climbers. So if they find a plastic outdoor chair or even a pot plant, kids will use that to climb up and either over the fence or use it to open the gate. So if you've got outdoor furniture, move it right away from the pool area. If 60% of the drowning deaths are happening in pools, where are the others happening? So in children of this age group, it really only takes a few centimetres of water to drown. We know that it's quick and it's silent. So parents aren't seeing 
lots of arms waving around, there's no screaming, so it can be hard to identify. That's why it's so important to keep watch, supervise your children around water, whether that's your backyard swimming pool at the beach, picnic by a river, family outing to a dam, a lake, bathtubs, any sort of vessel around the home that can contain a few centimetres of water, like a portable pool, an esky, anything really that can hold water. I must have heard that message at some point when my kids were small because every time we have a bath, as soon as they're out, I pull the plug. Um, Do you have any other tips like that that parents can kind of, I guess, incorporate into the way we look after our children um, that mean that we're we're being as safe as we can be. So a similar strategy that what you're already doing with the bathtub is great, that's perfect, but the same thing with a portable pool. So we know that those sort of portable inflatable or or wading pools, as some people call them, are a really popular option. They come out for summer and they're really popular Christmas presents, but unfortunately we see children drown in those as well. So once you've had your fun, empty the water out and store it out of use. I mean, at the moment, obviously, a lot of the country's in drought, so we're not having significant rainfall, but other times we do see even rainwater or sprinkler water being enough to fill up those those sort of clamshell pools and that can pose a hazard to children. I have to say that when you go to a picnic or let's say a pool party and there's lots of kids around, it can be really hard to keep track of your own child. If you're going to social arrangements, uh, social outings like that, do you have any recommendations for, for example, how many parents should have eyes on the pool, how many parents should be in the pool with the kids, anything like that? It's a really good question. Um, And unfortunately, we do see that scenario where there's lots of adults around. And probably because there are lots of adults around, it isn't clear who's responsible for supervision. Um, So we talk about the concept of a designated supervisor. So one person, one adult, knows it's their sole responsibility to watch the pool area and supervise children around the water. And then if for any reason that adult needs to go inside... They pass that responsibility on to another adult until they come back because it can be really unclear who needs to be supervising the children in an an environment where it's chaotic and busy and there's kids running around, there's lots happening. Um, They've all probably got different levels of swim experience or skill. And do you have any other tips that you think are important for parents to know when it comes to being around water safely with their kids this summer? Look, the reality is that we know parents are really busy. Um, It's easy to get distracted. Parents are often multitasking. They're trying to attend to multiple children and keep on top of everything. Um, Unfortunately, children can drown in the time it takes to answer an email or, or run to the front door to answer the doorbell. So it's really important that parents avoid distractions and really give their full attention to their children around the water. The other strategy is, of course, CPR. While we have You know, we've had almost 500 children under the age of five drown in Australia in the last five years, sorry, in the last 17 years. Um, There's many more non-fatal drownings. So that's a situation where a child has got into difficulty in the water, but most often it's a parent or carer who gets there first, have pulled them out and been able to resuscitate them. So the CPR literally can mean the difference between life and death. Enroll in a course if you haven't done one before or enroll in a refresher course. It's really important that parents know CPR and they have the confidence to respond quickly in an emergency situation. Alison, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you for your time. That's Alison Mahoney. She's the National Manager of Research and Policy at Royal Life Saving Australia. And for more information about water safety this summer, check out the links in the notes of this episode. 
Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.